Hey mama, do you find yourself wishing you knew you were on the right path with your business or wanting to know how to do it all as a work at home mom and entrepreneur? If you struggle with imposter syndrome, mom guilt, or fear of failure, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Alexia, a Christian mindset coach, passionate about teaching moms how to renew their minds to find success both in business and motherhood. You can overcome the negative thoughts holding you back from fully stepping into your calling. I know what it's like to worry your business will never work, to feel mom guilt every time you work on your business, to realize your mindset is hindering you, but not knowing how to change it in a Christ-centered way. I created the Mom with a Calling podcast to teach you how to use the powerful combination of God's Word and proven mindset strategies to help you break free from negative, paralyzing thoughts and gain clarity and confidence to go where God is leading you. As you step out of the old way of thinking and into God's way, you'll find more peace, joy, and purpose. Pop in those earbuds and get ready to let God work in you so he can work through you. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Mama with a Calling podcast. This is Alexia. I'm so glad you're joining me today. Today, I'm bringing you a, an interview that I did with Polly Payne from Horatio Printing. Um, some of you may have heard of her, and if not, she is just full of wisdom and encouragement in her story. But before we get into that, I want to share with you and remind you about the holiday special, the Christmas special that I have going on right now through December 15th for the new Called and Confident Christian Entrepreneur course. So if you've been wishing that there was a way to have a business without fear and doubt always holding you back, to start taking that spirit-led action in your business and know with confidence that this is the business that God has called you to and not just a random idea for making money online or not just the business that somebody else told you you should do. I know what it feels like to be frustrated with being stuck and not going anywhere in my business, yet wishing I could just hear God clearly, like where's the giant arrow, (laughs) so I could know I was on the right path. I know what it's like to have a successful to want to have a successful purpose-driven business yet failing to actually take the steps needed to have a business. I want you to imagine through this course, if you could have a framework that guided you through how to get rid of the negative thoughts holding you back by developing a biblical mindset, getting clear on exactly who God is calling you to serve and how, all while growing your confidence and faith. That's why I created this course and I am so excited to bring it to you. In this course, I'm going to teach you how to break free from negative paralyzing thoughts so you can be confident in your calling as an entrepreneur. You're going to be able to use simple mindset tools and a biblical foundation to overcome the negative thoughts as they try to hold you back from the business God has called you to create. This is going to allow you to always keep God at the center of all that you're doing and start taking spirit led action now in your business. You're going to walk away with a biblical mindset and the tools to overcome any and all mindset blocks that come up along the way as you launch and grow your business. You don't have to stay stuck in fear, analysis, paralysis, and worry anymore, but instead you can move forward in faith following God every step of the way. So if you're ready for that, and you're really wanting this proven framework to cultivate a biblical mindset and gain confidence in your calling, now is the time. Right now, this course, it's brand new. It's available at a special Christmas price. Save $200 if you enroll by December 15th. I have seen breakthroughs for so many women and seen the joy as they were able to fully say yes to God and do what he was calling them to do. And I want the same for you. So if you're ready to get out of your own way, then this course is for you. I can't wait to see what God's, God does in you and through you with this course. To get it, go to mamawithacalling.com slash called and confident course, all one word. 
The link's in the description and I cannot wait to hear how it impacts you. All right, without further ado, let's get into this conversation with Polly Payne. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Mom With A Calling podcast. Today, I have a special guest on the show, Polly Payne. She is the CEO and founder of Horatio Printing. Originally from the Gulf Coast of Alabama, she moved to New York City to pursue her dreams. And after six years in advertising, she moved to Horatio Street and began her dream to create a God-centered planner company. She has sold over 45,000 dream planners around the world and raised over $73,000 to fight human trafficking through her partnership with A21. She launched her own print school in 2022 to empower other dreamers to make their own Bible studies, journals, and planners. And she's a big fan of empowering the next generation of creators. Polly now lives in Lookout Mountain, Georgia with her husband and two children. Thank you for being here today, Polly. Yay, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So just to get us started here, can you tell us a little bit about your story? I know I kind of gave an overview, but um, a little bit more about your story and how you knew God was leading you to start your own business and this in particular, like a planning company. Yeah. So how I kind of, I guess, got the green light in my heart. Um, God planted seeds in me as a child, even that I wanted to start a business. Like one of my favorite games to play as a kid was store. I loved to play teacher. And I think I had a little bit of a rebellious side of like, I kind of wanted to be my own boss in general. And when I went to New York to finish my internship and finish my PR degree, I stayed there working, worked in advertising and eventually moved from the marketing side of the business to sales. And I liked being a salesperson because as a salesperson, you kind of get to run your own thing and do your own thing. And as long as you hit your goals, no one's really on your back. You know what I mean? And so I kind of liked that independence. And I've always been a planner girl and like a journal girl. And like the other game I love to play as a kid was was secretary. And I always tell my dad, I want to be a secretary one day and like staple things and unstaple things and paperclip things and put it in an envelope. Like I just love back to school shopping, like all things paper. And so that was definitely um, kind of on the back burner too. And uh, I, you know, used a planner, faithful planner user, because I'm so forgetful. Like if I didn't write it down, like in school and like keeping track of all my assignments, like I would absolutely have failed everything. So was an avid planner user in general. And I guess it was around the summer of 2014. I was pretty much hitting the peak of my career. I was working really hard um, as a senior sales director of an ad tech company and, you know, making good money, you know, world standards. I had kind of hit this great mark, even though, you know, living expenses in New York are so incredibly high, you know, it was like, I still couldn't afford to like have my own place or anything, but um, I was making a really good salary and my job was to take people out. My job was to entertain people, present at meetings, go to all these incredible brands. I was always flying to Chicago and LA and all these other territories, Florida and Atlanta to present our company and, um, you know, travel on the company dime and all that kind of stuff. And I was good at my job and I still felt this feeling of there's something more And I definitely, I just wasn't pursuing like the little dreams in my heart. I stopped painting. I stopped doing my things that I was passionate about. And on my journey back to God, I started going to church again around 20, 
guess 2012, 2013, and um, a preacher came on a tour to our church, and he was preaching about his book, The Artisan Soul. It was Erwin McManus. And the book basically explains how we're all artists because we're created in the image of God. And because we're creative and we're created in his image, our life is the most important work of art we can create. It's our life is our work of art. And we have to be intentional with how we craft it. And that really struck a chord with me because I wasn't living intentionally. I was kind of just living in the moment. You know, it was like, oh, this invitation, that invitation, I'll go here, I'll go there. Hey, you guys want to go here? Like, that's just, it was my life. And everyone else I was around was kind of doing that same thing. I was, you know, 26, I guess, 20, somewhere around there, 26. Anyways, and so um, just kind of living life. And that night I bought his book and in August, I was kind of in this season of like overdoing it, too many invitations, too much excess, just really burnt out. And I picked up his book and read it that night to help me go to sleep. <laughs> Three hours in to the book, there's a checklist in the back. And he said, all right, now you go follow this checklist. And his action item was create a list of everything you need to stop doing, all your distractions, create an exit strategy and execute it. And I was like, let's go. So I grabbed my sketchbook and I made a bubble chart of like everything I'm spending my time on. And one of the things I wrote was schmoozing clients. Because I spend a lot of time doing that and I'm good at it and it was fun and I like making new friends. And I just felt this voice speak to me and say, in you know, in my heart, this gift I gave you is for ministry. And I was dumbfounded. I mean, it was like, what? First off, you're talking to me. Second off, I don't deserve to partner with you. I don't deserve any of this. And you, you want me? Did you see what I was doing last night, last week? Like it was like, what? And so at that moment I was like, all right, I'm making a planner. I'm going to do my dreams. I'm going to be intentional with my time. I'm going to make a planner and um, I'm going to make a Christian planner, unapologetically Christian. And I just ran from there. And it was in, that was really a big turning point for me. I stopped taking clients out unless it was like to, to the gym or to lunch and, um, or to like fancy, like soul cycle classes or something. Um, there were healthy entertainment events. And I really just kind of buried myself under a rock and birthed the first planner, the 2015 dream planner. And here we are, we just birthed our 2024 dream planner, which is our 10th planner, even though the math mm -hmm. seems weird, it is our 10th planner. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of how it started. It was kind of crazy. And I did hurry show for a year and a half before making that my full-time career. Wow. That's really powerful. And I love how like that you can kind of see there are pieces all along the way that were always like kind of leading you here, right? Like they equipped you for that. But to hear God say, like, I gave you this gift for, <laughs> for ministry, um, but, but you have a, yours is a business, but it has a ministry aspect to it, right? So did you have to wrestle with that decision or were you like, no, this is business from the get-go. It just has this deeper purpose. Well, I think what I clearly heard was I'm going to turn this gift and you're going to use this for ministry. Like I gave this to you not 
for you to sell advertisements, you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, and like that, I think that's true of everything. Every gift we have is intended for kingdom work, mm-hmm. you know? And I think teaching people how to use a planner, teaching people how to be intentional with their time, being teaching people how to align with the will of God and, and find dreams and dream again and be inspired. That is ministry because the devil's in the distractions, you know, he wants to keep us away from our purpose, keep us away from health, keep us away from wholeness, keep us away from, uh, excelling in areas of our life and wasting our time. You know, he wants to keep us wasting our time. Whereas like learning how to be intentional with our time, learning how to have boundaries, that is a part of ministry for me. And then eventually we actually started making Bible studies and, um, donating proceeds. So it's morphed, you know, but I I think, what was special and what made it doable was it was just one little step at a time. I couldn't see the mm-hmm. whole thing, but it was like, all right, I'm going to make this planner. Like, see what happens. Yeah, the next if step. It, if I sell out, great. If I don't, like, I still have my job. But like, I'm going to, I'm going to make this thing because I want it. And that, that's kind of how I approached it. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. And I think, um, like you said, just sort of. M- we don't have to see the whole plan just to get started. It's like, just, just go in that direction and um, see what God leads you to next. And I, and as you said that you said, it's more I thought, you know, sometimes people get caught up in, in wanting it to be like they're, they're cause you came from sales. So it might've been easier, but a lot of people are coming into this, aren't coming in from sales. And so they have a hard time with the sales part. I mean, I wasn't in the sales, I was a scientist. <laughs> um, and so coming into this, it becomes like they wrestle with that. But if you go into it with it being a business, being willing to receive that income and grow that, then you can do those things like donating proceeds and having another, you know, partnerships and things where you can do bigger kingdom work. And like you were talking about, boundaries and time management being ministry. <laughs> yes, because there's so many people that struggle with that. I know that's a big struggle of mine. And I have one of your planners too that I've, and I love the the way it's laid out because I need to brain dump everything like on the left. And then I'm like, okay, now I could pull what I need and put it where it needs to go on the right. Because um, yeah, I mean, like talking about distractions is, is huge. Like I noticed for me and like a lot of people, like our phones are like blessings and curses over here and they can be such distractions. And I felt like God was prompting me to kind of look at my time. And I was like, oh, I'm mindlessly grabbing my phone all the time. And so, yeah, like having the, the tools, and then I know you have some other things that kind of come with your stuff, but that helps people process and plan and be intentional at their time. Like that is so important and so powerful because if we're not thinking about that, like we're just going to, like you said, you're kind of floating through life. People will float through life because it's easy. We're just going to go with the flow in a, in a, I don't say bad way, but as Christians, we have work. We have something to do for the kingdom. Even if that's just, you know, um, tending our home or homeschooling or whatever, it still needs to have intentional effort or it just like days float away, float by. Yeah. I love the, um, the, training Dave Ramsey does on money. He's like, you have to tell your money where to go or you'll wonder where it went. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with your day. You have to tell your day where it's going to go or you'll wonder where it went. And you're like, what happened today? Like, Mm -hmm. not that everything goes as you planned it, but without a plan, it's just going to go. And what happens is we spend our time either in distraction land because we're escaping or we just want like, you know, that mindless scrolling and the dopamine hit and all of that with our brain chemistry, or we're in fire crisis mode, whatever the fire is, or we're just people pleasing. 
Like most of us spend our time people pleasing and in crisis management. Whereas if we are spending our time on things that are important, but not urgent yet, we can be more creative. We can get ahead of things before they catch on fire, you know, and we can have more peace. Mm -hmm. Um, And that takes intentionality, you know, and I always go back to the Proverbs 31 woman, you know, she was so intentional. She was also, it seems like this, you know, this level of perfection. That's like, Ooh, that's so unobtainable. But when you really boil down and read Proverbs 31, she was so intentional. She was intentional with what she purchased. She was intentional with her time, with her schedule, with waking up, with her words, with how she handled the home, um, with her profits. You know, she considered a field and then bought it. She wasn't an impulse shopper. She considered it. She bought it. She invested it. She planted a vineyard and then she profited from it. You know, she wasn't afraid to make money. And I understand what you're saying about, you know, especially as Christians, like, it's like, we're scared to make money because money is the root of all evil. And it's like, I'm scared to make money, but without money, you know, profit specifically, not just money, but profit where you actually get to keep some of it. It's the self-care of your business. You can't hire people. You can't get help. You can't have a boundary, you know, without profit. And I really took a hard right turn in shifting how our companies run once I had kids. Because now it wasn't like, oh, this is just fun. Like I can live on whatever. And like, I don't have to take a paycheck and we'll figure it out. And I was like kind of willy nilly with my spending. (laughs) And then it was like, oh, I have a kid now. Like Mm -hmm. this is all different. Like we've got to button this up. I hired a bookkeeper and now it's like, we have hard guardrails on what happens to the money that comes into the business. Because like I have a family and if I'm going to spend time investing in this business, it needs to make a return and it needs to pour back into my family. You know, like Mm -hmm. that time I spend needs to go back. So everything changed when I had a child, (laughs) you know? Yeah, no, that's really important. And um, that's really cool. Like you said, those guardrails, like I think that that business kind of thinking around the money and that the business is that being okay with that, like it's a whole different topic. I talk about a lot on the podcast, Mm -hmm. but one of the things I wanted to ask next is, I think as Christians, we can often think, I know I've done this in the past, where some people will think that planning is getting in the way of what God is doing, almost like not like thinking that they're putting their own desires in in that place. So can you talk about the importance of planning and how that aligns with what God is asking you to do? Absolutely. So we've all heard the phrase, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans, you know, and there's scriptures that say, People say, I'm going to go here and I'm going to buy this. I'm going to go there and do that. But like, you don't know the, you don't know what tomorrow holds. And that's true. We do not know what tomorrow holds, Mm -hmm. but we are called to live intentionally and to be thoughtful. And there's nothing against planning, you know, like Mm -hmm. people that Proverbs is full, you know, without a plan, they've perished, right? Without counsel, they stumble. Like I'm, I'm obviously doing a terrible job with quoting it, but there are plenty of scriptures about planning in the, in Proverbs that are very positive planning, wise counsel, all of that. And, um, I think that we have to, the trick to it all, or the key to it all really is surrendering your plans to Christ. Like every year I sit down and I write big dreams out, big dreams like, oh my gosh, these kind of make me want to pee my pants a little bit, like big Mm -hmm. dreams. I'm scared of this. And then I write out my daily, like my day-to-day dreams, which is 
in the uh, in my our blah, my personal growth wheel, we have different areas of our life, and it's like, who do I want to become in my motherhood, in my home, spiritually, financially, like in my day to day life. What am I doing on a weekly basis to nurture me? And those I call those like my daily dreams, those fundamental needs that I'm doing in my week. But then I have those big dreams, right? Those big bucket list dreams. And the key is to surrender all of them. Hey God, these are my dreams. I'm laying them out. Take anything off that you don't like. Let what you will happen. If all of these come true, great. If none of these come true, great. You're still good. I'm surrendering these to you. But then here's what I do. I show up for my dreams. I show up. I do the work. I put in time. I make an effort. I don't know what I'm doing with this dream, but I'm just going to go ahead and like make a little effort as if it's going to happen. See what God does, right? It's like, I want a new job. Hey God, I want a new job. I want a new job that makes this much money or whatever it is. Like, this is what I want to go into this career field. Okay. Mm-hmm. What can you do? You can update your resume. You can reach out to somebody who's doing that job. You can get their advice. You can ask them for coffee. Hey, you're doing this job. Like kind of interested in that field. Can we have coffee? And let God move through your actions. It's not that you're doing it all on your own. You, you, you don't have to carry the weight of those dreams. You surrender them and then see what God does. You show up and bring your hundred and then let God show up and bring his hundred. It's not like, okay, I bring 10 and God brings 90 or 50, 50. It's no, you show up and bring your hundred. And then God shows up and brings his hundred and his hundred is infinitely bigger than your hundred, right? He can do all the things you can't do. Right. But we have to do what we can do. Mm -hmm. And if the dream's not for you, that's fine. God will remove it. He'll change it. He'll course correct. But like, we have to be willing to like pull up the anchor and like, let him move you through the sea, you know? Mm -hmm. That was a good analogy at the end. Cause I was kind of laughing at how to be a planner, you're kind of, it's like, well, the way you're explaining it is very sort of you're not worried about, you're not anxious about the idea of, because so many clients of mine, and I went through this, this is why I coach on it, is like the fear around the decisions. Like, should I go after this thing that I want? And you're like, and it it is a healthier place to take the approach that I'm going to go and I'm going to trust that God's like, I've asked him to stop this train if it's not okay. And so that if you put in the effort and you move and he says, and he like it'll like you're trusting that he's going to be guiding your steps, um, which it says in scripture, right? And so, um, you know, one thing I also hear a lot from listeners and clients is they're not sure because even as you were talking, I felt like that would be a question that they would say is like, is that dream that I had that big dream at the beginning of the year that you're talking about, is it really from God or just their own thoughts? And especially if the thing if they go after it and it's like failing, there's this belief, right? That if it's from God, then it's supposed to work. So can you talk about, um, you know, what, what that looks like? How do you know when it's, when it's okay to have that dream, when you should plan for it. And then when you should just be like, okay, that, that's not working. Maybe I heard wrong, or maybe it's just not for me. Yeah. There's a lot of ways to approach that. Um, If you go back to the children of Israel, right? They had this dream and promise of the promised land. Right. And I'm sure when they were out in the desert, there was a time where they were like, 
failing. Like, I don't know if this is going to happen. Like we're all dying, you know, we're starving. This sucks. And they, you know, felt like the death of a dream and we have to be okay with the death of a dream. And I don't think always the, the dream is the point. A lot of things prepare you and teach you like your last big fall on your face. It was no fun. You probably had some fear of failure going into it. And then look what happened. You failed. You probably had some fear of judgment and look what happened. Your aunt said something or like your mom had mm-hmm. a comment or someone around you try to blow, blow your candle out, your spouse, whomever. And it hurt. And you were like, well, I tried, you know what I mean? And where were you, God, you know? And we, we have those moments and they're so okay to have, and it's so okay to bring that and say, Hey, I thought this was what we were doing. What's the deal. It's not working, but God will use all things to teach us. We have to be willing to fail and to try. And we have to look at those fear of failure and the fear of judgment and say, if I fail, can I handle this? If I succeed, what does that look like? If I fail, what does that look like? Can I handle the failure? Because often we we are too scared because we're like, all right, someone's going to judge us. And, and they will, whether it wins or loses. You know, I, when I left my company and went to start Horatio, I had so many people that worked there that were like, I thought you'd be back. I didn't realize you'd still be doing this after a year, you know? And you're like, what? And like, I would have thought, and they were my biggest cheerleaders, you know, but everyone's going to have their opinions. And when you step out of your own comfort zone, you disrupt everyone around you, their comfort zone. So I'm, that's why I'm really big about getting around people that are going to like support you, even as you're like on a, you know, tightrope and you're like, ah, you know. Mm-hmm. but how do you know if it's from God and like, I'm scared. I don't know if this is for me because you've probably felt pain in the past from things that you failed at. I think God drops these curiosities and dreams in our heart, not to mock us, but for him to be glorified when you walk it out. And I think there's times where he drops dreams in our heart. And then he quickly is like, all right, put that on the back burner. Not yet. I have plenty of dreams on my bucket list that have been on there for five years and it's a not yet. And I'm okay with that. And he keeps bringing it back to me. Like when I have a moment and I'm journaling, I'm like, oh, that dream. And I'll like write it all out. I've planned it all out, but I'm not executing it because it's, I just know it's not the time for it, but I'm excited about it. You know, like one day it'll happen. Um, and I guess there are dreams that we have that are what I would say, like covetous dreams. Like let's say you scroll and someone else has started this kind of business or someone else launched that kind of thing, or someone's on a trip to Italy and I want to go to Italy, you know, like Mm -hmm. someone else is in the Maldives. I want to go to the Maldives, you know, and that's how the world dreams. We see other people doing it. We want to do it. And some of those dreams like other people can inspire you to do really cool things. And that there's nothing wrong with being inspired by people, but we do have to check like the why behind the dream. Like when you really have a dream, it's like, why do I have this dream? Was it just because Sarah's doing it and I want to do it? Mm-hmm. Like, why does this one matter to me? And what does it look like to accomplish this? What would that mean for my family? What would that mean for my life? Like, what would that look like? And really sit in that space of pondering of, looking at the dream and then map it out. And you can ask yourself, is this a season for this? Can I handle the time commitment? Is this a good time? 
you know, and go from there and pray on it. And then take the first couple steps, whether that looks like research, reaching out to someone who's already done it and asking them for, hey, what's a shortcut here? Um, and just relying on God in that. That was really good. I really liked how you said, well, A, that like God, I don't know exactly what you said, but like getting like God gets the glory when we walk it out. Like when we're just honoring him in that. <clears throat> and if we only walk out what we think is going to going to work like only you know god gets glory in our failures too because how we handle the fall on our face like you said um sometimes the failures like redirect us a different way or prepare us in some way or get something out of us that needed to get out of us um so i think that was really good and also um yeah like the why behind the dream because it's so true especially with social media just our world today and especially if people came through the career path first, you know, there, there were dreams that they had to kind of lay down to, to do this, if they're going to do online business or be home, like maybe they don't do business at all. Maybe they just come home and being okay with, with those choices, but also, yeah, recognizing being very um, open with themselves and with God to say, okay, why do I really want that? And I, I, t- I teach that a lot too, because there's a lot of, especially in the online business space, like you're saying, they had that kind of business or they'll hear somebody, hear somebody say like, I made this much money doing this. And people are like, like, that's what I need to do. And I'm like, slow down. <laughs> is that what God's asking you to do though? Like, is that really what you want to do? Cause there's all the different business models are great, but which, so you get to choose, right? Um, it, you don't have to just run at the one that you see makes money. And it's not, nothing's, they didn't do something wrong. They're doing the natural kind of thing because they might think, well, that's the way, but there are multiple ways. So I just, um, I really like that. And I think that that is really important, but also even hearing you talk about it again, like having, and it's a healthy spot, it's a healthy place. And it's just, I'm not used to hearing people talk like that because I, I'm coaching people where it's, it's scary to move forward on something because there is a lot of, and I think this probably comes from a place of, like you said, judgment. And you're like, you're like, people are going to judge you no matter what happens, whether you're successful or not, like people have things to say all over the place, but there is a lot of fear around failing, but also succeeding. But it's sort of like, going down that path and then failing, they really care about what everybody's going to say about them, what they're going to think about them. And um, it's like going forward anyway. And like you said, hearing those people from your previous uh, work say that to you, it didn't deter you. You're just like, okay, I need new people, (laughs) like new people to motivate me or new people to support me because like, because you're focused on what God's telling you to do. And I think that's, that's the key is that when we take our plans to God, um, and really hear from him and just map those things out, then we can be okay with that, that path. And I just think about that verse, everybody says, you know, God will give us the desires of our heart. And like the Hebrew where I say it's a lot on the podcast, but that word forgive is put like to put in your heart. And so a lot of times those desires do come from him in the first place. And if we are constantly trying to not do what we really want to do, we're not doing what God's asking us to do. Like, that's how we hear what he's wanting us to do is what we actually what we want to do. Like, it's already there. Uh, but not having all these, like, fear, like fears kind of blocking it, you know. Um, so, yeah. Okay, that was really good. So I'll transition a little bit. So I, so you just, like you said, you released your 10th planner collection. So looking back over the past 10 years, did you ever, I mean, like, what does it feel like to just look back at that and look at where you've come, like how far you've come and where you're going? 
I feel like I'm just getting started. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's been so many failures, so many flops, so many things that have gone wrong, you know, and it's like, okay, I think we're in a groove. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think we're in a good place now. Like we we're, you know, producing it, manufacturing it. Like we're, we're, we know what we're doing a little bit more. We're getting systemized. We're building a team, you know, I'm learning how to release control. And so it's been a lot of learning. And there's been a lot of times where I've had these dreams. I wanted to kind of mention this. There was times when I had these dreams and uh, I put them down. Like I want to write a book and then an opportunity would come in. Hey, we want you to contribute this chapter to this book. And I would go, oh, yep, that was on my bucket list. I'm going to just say yes without praying, you know? And next thing you know, it's this bad idea, (laughs) you know, like I've done a lot of things because I'm impulsive and I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. You know? And so I've had to learn to slow my role and Mm -hmm. ask God. So I'm not like really great at this. I just want to say like, you know, I'm speaking from experience because I've taken a lot of impulsive yeses and like, Mm -hmm. oh, that must be blessed by God. It was part of my dreams that I submitted to him, you know, and, you know, then it's a flop and you've wasted time and it's like, all right, I wasted time submitting my chapter to this book. You know, we were a quote unquote bestseller for Kindle for whatever day. And it didn't count, you know, it was like, this doesn't count. I wasn't a bestseller. This doesn't count. I'm not even promoting this. Like, absolutely not. I learned that I got to slow down. I don't need to say yes to everything, but I will say me taking time to write my chapter out was an absolutely great exercise. There's so much to learn from our failures, you know, Mm -hmm. and like, I learned a lot through that and I wouldn't really take it back because I wrote my chapter. And like, it was fine, but it also was kind of embarrassing, you know, but then it's like, you know what, like, let's move on. You know, that's Mm -hmm. kind of my thing of like, all right, what did we learn? That didn't work. Let's try something else, (laughs) you know, or let's, let's slow down and remember to ask God before you take impulsive action again. Um, So I just feel like I'm still learning. And right now, um, what really brings me joy is I'm currently teaching, you know, over a hundred students, how to print their thing and not have to waste 10 years, figuring it all out, getting the right context, understanding how to launch something successfully, how to build buzz, how to do your photo shoot, how to do your video shoot, how to design your product, how to print it and make it really, really stunning, high quality and, um, do the e-commerce, do the shipping, all of it. And so that's what I'm loving right now, because for me, I get to spend time with each student and help them like conceive their idea, organize it. And we have these amazing group student coaching calls and I love it. So that's like my, what was bringing me joy in this season is I've gone down this long road, kind of macheted through the woods and I built a really great path and I'm just enjoying kind of like bringing people along the journey and making sure that they don't fall down along the way. Right. I love that visual again. I mean, I guess you're like get creative side, but yeah, yeah, like the, um, because I think about, I wrote down, like, it's like, you're helping them bring what God's put on their heart to life. And so you get to, like you said, to bring them along, but now they're going to go do their thing, whatever that is. So it has this multiplication effect and this impact of being able to do that. And like, what a joy to be, I, I mean, yeah, to be able to help people do that. That's amazing. And I love that you shared that there are failures along the way. Because it's not all just, you know, smooth sailing. Um, And like you said, the book thing, 
because you wanted to write a book, it was like, oh, a book. <laughs> and yeah. then it's just like, this yeah. And yeah. And, and like you said, the, I think that's really great that you mentioned that about the impulsivity. Cause sometimes, I mean, sometimes we can obviously swing the other way where we won't make a decision because we're like thinking too much, but yes, it's like, yes, going based on what you want. And like, God's telling you to do that, but like pause, <laughs> like get that confirmation through prayer, you know, maybe the other different ways. But yeah, when we're impulsive and we jump sometimes, but it's, but God will bring something good out of it, no matter, no matter what. And so, um, like you said, you know, you learn things from it. There are networking that comes through things like that. You learn that maybe you don't want to just write a book or (laughs) at least in a chapter of a book. Like there's just, there's so much to learn from all of that. And it's like, we, we need to be okay um, with the failures with the learning that we're not going to know what to do from the beginning. Cause I'm sure there are things today that, like you said, you're learning how to do systems and you're learning how to let go of control. Like the things that maybe got you here are not the things that are going to take you to the next level. And even the things along the way that got you here, you had to change. Like you can't be the person you were day one. And so being okay with the learning process and kind of recognizing, cause like having a team, I think is people think of, I have a team because I'm making so much money. Sometimes there's a need to have a team because you can't do the things that you need to do to grow the business and you have to bring other people in, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I need people to handle the day-to-day and the admin work so I can do the revenue growth work. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, as we wrap up here, what is one final word of encouragement that you would give to someone that's dreaming of bigger things that God has put on their heart, but they're maybe scared or it's not quite happening yet. What would you say? I want to tell them that God cares so much about your dreams and you do not have to hit this level of perfection or effort for him to say, you know what, I'm going to partner with you to, to fulfill these dreams. I feel like sometimes we we feel like, well, there's no way he would work with me. Like I keep sinning. I have these mistakes. I'm not someone, I'm not one of those people that God's going to really use. And I think that's just a lie. And I know that God sees you and he absolutely wants to partner with you in your dreams. As long as you're willing to keep taking steps. That's good. Perfect. So where can people find you, connect with you, learn more about your planners, what you have to offer, print school, all the things. Yeah. So you can go to HoratioPrinting.com to check out all things paper. Uh, Horatio is H-O-R-A-C-I-O printing.com. And I do have a free workshop. If you are interested in creating your own planner, journal, devotional, anything paper, and you've wanted to start your own little business printing and creating and selling it, you can go to HoratioPrinting.com slash workshop and watch my free training where I teach you my dream printing method and how I go from an idea to a paper product. Sounds awesome. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was a great conversation. Have a good day. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Mama with a Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawithacalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.